Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Saddlecast. Myself, Ollie Warner and Glyn Price. Hi Glyn, how are you doing? I'm alright Ollie. I'm uh, suffering through Shrewsbury's 2017 Snowmageddon. Uh, I think it's the same where you are as well, isn't it? In the Midlands, pretty yeah. much all yeah, snowed out. Snow. <laughs> it's a bit mad, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's good fun. Yeah, we've um, playing in the garden a little bit for the dog and stuff, jumping around. But yeah, you've been out all day, haven't you, with your kids? My kids, my kids were in sledging for like two hours, and then we went for a big walk up to Sainsbury's and back. And I towed them in the sledges, and uh, they made their life easier. But I feel like I've had a right old good workout today, carrying them around everywhere. So yeah, we go, I, and and it leads us on to the game really because we we go, obviously played MK Dons yesterday, recording it the day before, and um, you obviously got there, Ollie. Um, I don't think the snow was yeah. quite as bad for you on Saturday, was it? But we already had it um, quite bad on Saturday. It the snow hit because um, I was working from home on Friday, so I was kind of obviously seeing um, Facebook and also watching the snow out the window. Mm. We got hit by the snow a lot earlier than Shrewsbury. Oh, right. Um, so basically, and I think Shrewsbury got hit more intense. Yeah. So basically, obviously, cars are still driving on the road when the basically we got started snowing at seven thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. Okay. It started snowing, so it was like more continuous all day. So obviously, by the time I got off my side road, the main roads were, were fine. Mm. Um, actually, got to go. Actually, went into Birmingham on Friday night to see Kasabian. Um, so yeah, I've been out and about a little bit, but yeah, um, yeah. I think you guys had it a bit later and a bit more intense. We did. I mean, I, I think I said last week I was going to be going down to London and then getting the train up from Euston, and it was fairly apparent by lunchtime on Friday that we weren't going to be going anywhere Friday night because we were going to drive down to London. Then there was absolutely no chance. Like the A5 was completely blocked, so just not worth can- it, is it? Nah, we had to cancel that trip, and then by the time Saturday came around, it was almost like a, a choice really of, of I could just go to MK Don's for the day and come back and I might have been able to make it but in all honesty we've not had snow like this for since I was probably about 10 years of old, 10 years of age yeah so. we had a big snow when I lived in Shrewsbury um, there was that big snow wasn't there yeah. electricity went off and that yes so I thought well you know as much as I'm loving watching this Shrewsbury Town team at the moment sometimes you have got to put family first so I wanted to spend a day with the kids and yeah so I'm not going to feel too bad about it Ollie because you were there and you're going to give us a good update on the MK Dons game but um, I think yeah, we'll draw a, line, draw a line under snowcast there and yep. <laughs> move on to podcast about football um, yeah we obviously had two games this week Ollie didn't we we didn't just have the MK Dons game we also had nope. Um, one of the Checker Trade Trophy games as well, which you're going to bring us some information on because I, yep. I didn't look at it in the slightest. But um, yeah, I think uh, we'll move on to, to the match highlights now and, and talk about what's going on this week. Speak. Here's Brown again. Look for the return ball. David Macon, get there, Summerfield. It's there. Hendry on the line, couldn't keep it out. And the Shrewsbury skipper levels it up. So on Tuesday night, the first game this week was the second round tie away at Port Vale um, in the Checker Trade Trophy, Ollie, which I'm sure everyone was absolutely buzzing about. Um, only 965 fans there in total. What an absolute shambles this competition is. Um, but yeah, it was a good chance, wasn't it, still for us as, as a football club in terms of our on-the-pitch performance to get a few of the players who've been in and out um, getting a game and also to sort of get the, the back line playing another game together when they've, they've sort of slotted in and out. So the team selection was quite interesting, I thought, Ollie. Um, obviously, McGivillery started in goal. Um, Joe Riley at right back with Toto and Beckles at the centre back with Matt Sadler at left back and then Sean Wally out wide on one wing um, and Alex Robin on the other and then Abu Agogo, Bryn Morris um, in central midfield with Louis Dodds playing just off Carlton Morris so a slightly changed look Ollie um, one which I think was probably needed in this competition just to keep people fresh and rotated but um, what did you make of those changes when you saw them uh, before the game? Yeah I was um, nice to see um, Blin have a, a game again and also yeah. see Agogo come back um, I was surprised that obviously the two wingers played again and I'm sure that's something we'll have to discuss 
um, next week when we do our January transfer focus. Mm. Um, but yeah, good to see Louis Dodd start and also Carl Morris a chance. Um, and yeah, so yeah, so I was watched this game um, from the hotel in London um, where <laughs> I spent quite a bit of time um, watching it from the comfort of my own bed. Nice. Yeah, because I think I follow and rather than it being available, you know, the only way to watch it from this country is to have a sort of dodgy VPN server, isn't it? And, and hope you can get away with it. But this one was actually, and I think it was the same for all football league clubs in the Checker Trade Trophy going forward, that their games are going to be live on I follow, aren't they? So yeah. interesting. I think it does point to me a lot about how people have become so disengaged with the competition that, you know, they can do this now and it actually might get the engagement up a little bit because, you know, 965 fans for a Shrewsbury Port Vale derby is dire, isn't it? Yeah, it is poor. Um, and while um, I yeah, understand and I, I'm frustrated about the competition as well, mm. it's, um, yeah, it is a shame the way it's been run. And I think the thing that I think is winding me up the most is, like, do you see Leicester's team? Oh yeah, shambles. Yeah, yeah. so they played like they played, you know, twenty-eight-year-old players and <laughs> foreigners, and you know, forty-five million pounds worth of players, which is just yeah. not really on. But um, anyhow, um, yeah. So, so it was an interesting experience. And the guy doing the commentary was um, okay, but he couldn't pronounce names. He was worse than us, Glenn. That's who was it? I think. I have no idea who he was. Oh, okay, um, fair enough. <laughs> and the cameraman was atrocious. And then the editing thing, like, like the producing, it was like, like you made you feel a bit sick. They were like, you know, moving cameras <laughs> left and right really fast and zooming in when unnecessary. There's one bit where they had focused on Hurst for about a minute and the game was going on. Oh, really? So, so it was good, though. You know, watching better than nothing, it, isn't it? Um, yeah, it was better than nothing. You know, all, all I've been watching is probably a bit of Netflix or something like that. So can't complain. And um, yeah, Shrewsbury Town started absolutely utterly a woeful um so within a minute <laughs> we were down so there's a long ball forward total out of position midfielder places the ball in the gap um central midfield um, um then the keeper was totally stranded mm-hmm. um and yeah mcgillivray i've watched it back and he kind of stood still and part of me is kind of like he caught him unaware but then also he was a bit flat-footed and yeah no one came out of that very well it was a very very poor start to the game um, yeah, sleepy, very sleepy, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and yeah, you'll get punished by that. Yeah, and then in the first half, there was a couple of real nice long raking balls. Um, so yeah, there's a super long um, range through ball to Worley, which you should have scored. Yeah, um, I think that was from Bryn Morris. And then there was another super long ball from Dodds to Worley again, but you couldn't find the net. So mm. yeah, um, not much to talk about in the first half. That was about it. I, I saw some tweets about the first half. People saying that you know one of the worst halves of football they've seen. A bit like uh, you know the first half against Barry, I suppose, when we went out there yeah. a few weeks ago, Ollie. But, um, but yeah, the pitch is so big. It's yeah. like, it was really funny. Like because literally, like okay, he wasn't actually like I, I did a tweet that Rod Rodders was running down the wing and was running, running, running. Looked up and he was still in his own half, but. <laughs> wasn't quite that big but it is absolutely ginormous and it really changes the kind of game you have there um, mm. I wouldn't like um, to shoes be played on a pitch that big all the time but yeah so um, yeah not much to talk about the first half 1-0 down uh, not fantastic and no. then second half comes out and you know me I love my tactics and all that yep. kind of stuff so yeah he made loads of changes so Rodders came off the shop came on so he went two up top yep. um, Rod um, Dodds went on to left wing um, and obviously you know you would expect him to cut a bit mm-hmm. and then interestingly Beckles went to left back Sadler to central defence no, um, yeah Sadler really struggled you know he's he hasn't he doesn't have the pace um, of a youngster anymore nope. um, and yeah Beckles is really effective going forward interesting yeah it's 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 they're quite interchangeable at times aren't they Beckles yeah. and Sadler at the moment and I'm not sure as to whether that's helping or, or hindering us without you know the lack of consistencies but I suppose it, it does show the flexibility for us to be able to adapt those two depending on the situation and the type of player that might be the sort of attacking winger that we're defending against so 
I don't necessarily see it as too big of a problem. I don't. I think they're both good players and, and should be able to do a job until yeah. we bring in that. You know, you know, we're going to talk about January, aren't we, next week? Yeah. But until we bring in that left back that we're all crying out for. So yeah, yeah I, I'm not too concerned about it. But it's it's uh, it is interesting that we've got that flexibility. Yep. So um, let's talk about the goals. So. Um, <laughs> A free kick um, taken and a long ball up to the shop. Uh, he flicks it on to Morris, who kind of like helps it on, passes it to, to on-running Dodds. Um, and then uh, Dodds controls it with his left, and then a really nice kind of like poke kind of finish with, um, and the ball kind of went away from the goalkeeper. Yeah. So that was a really, really nice little finish. Didn't celebrate? No, he didn't celebrate, but then... Yeah, I yeah. thought about that too, and I rewatched the highlights back again. Whether that was obviously because it was Port Vale, but also it was a checker trade, so you know, he's not going to go too <laughs> Possibly. Uh, vale fans were clapping him apparently when he scored. I think they yeah. massively miss him. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a he's a good player, and I imagine on their kind of pitch, you know, he's always running and Tyler. So yeah, mm. I'm sure he did. He obviously yeah, he's well respected there. So then, um, Ganua came on there in the game. He passes it to Dodds. Dodds is this really nice kind of like um, out of uh, outside of the boot to the shop, and then there's a shot, and so basically the shot then saved. Um, was then pushed onto the post. Yeah, um, and then Wally beats the defender to score to poke it home and to make it two one. Yeah, so. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So, um, what did um, what did Paul Hurst say? He says it was hard earned. Um, we made it difficult for ourselves by not performing in the first half and then getting off to a dreadful start. And in the second half, we were better and we were on top. And, and to be honest, in the second half, um, they had like one or two counter attacks, and that was it. You know, we absolutely dominated them, dominated mm. them. But um, yeah, I, I think you saw um, Paul Hurst, some of Paul Hurst's comments. What, what was his? What do you say his overall opinion was, Glenn? He was very happy, was he? He no. seemed like he was totally peed off, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I don't, I don't blame him. You know, it was a, it was a comeback win against a League Two team and and um, you know local rivals. He would have thought a poor we'd League Two team as well. That's yeah, famous. and and obviously it was the first half that probably char- you know che- cheesed him off the most because he made so many changes and completely changed it around. And yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, it, it, these are the games where he can get a bit annoyed and throw this all throw the kettle at them in the changing room and get them a bit riled up because it doesn't really mean anything but it also means he can prove a point about the sort of intensity that we still need to keep playing at because we're coming off those levels quite a lot in games at the moment aren't we we can talk about the little bit of a run we've been on in the league and those levels have just dropped a little bit and and it was obviously evidence of that level dropping in the first half against Port Vale again and you know so I I think he needs he he wants to get a grip of it but it's obviously becoming a bit harder to get to grips with it than um, he could want. Would you say that it was the, the result was turned around by the tactical changes, or or, or a sort of a return to sort of the intensity that we usually play with? Was it the, the tactics of or the or the manager giving them a kick up the arse? What would you reckon? It was the it was the it was the tactics of changing the shape. Yeah. Um, okay. And yeah, an extra man of midfield, and then Beckles was really effective at left back. So mm. Beckles had a really good second half. Dodds was effective. The shot was um, yeah quite dominant um, and against there. They couldn't really handle him. Um, and yeah, it just kind of really changed the whole shape of the game. Um, so yeah, fair play to Hurst for doing that. And yeah, the players yeah. did improve second half. Yeah. But, but then Vale... Vale basically just used. They had quite a few kids playing, so um, they didn't. They can't have been playing their best team. I don't know. No, I, can't, no. I won't profess to say. I, I know whether it was their best team or not, but um, yeah, it, it wasn't a great. Uh, it wasn't a great spectacle. So yeah, that was that. So obviously we're um, still in the in the competition. We've got Blackpool in the next round. At home, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it is at home. Yeah, so we've got Blackpool in the next round, and you never know. It's opportunities to win something. So yeah, I think that's... Well, I, I do agree, Ollie. I mean, I'm saying this a bit, a bit on sort of different things this week in that, you know, I, I don't want to go and I will not go and I don't even care if we get to Wembley. I've said that several times, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't want us to win it. You know, I, 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 see, I see the financial benefit of winning that competition and, you know, the the the... the 
you know the what's the word the, the kudos of the, yeah the kudos that's the word isn't it um and, and and so I don't want us to get knocked out you know I just think that if we get if we get knocked out you know and, and say we lose to Blackpool or something or we play a weakened team whatever happens I doubt it I think Hurst really will go for it because we are one of the highest ranked teams left in it um so I can't begrudge him that but I do also think if we get knocked out I want it to end in a farce I want the I want Leicester to play Chelsea under 21s in the final and just make it look like the total joke it is but there we go that's just me being facetious as usual but yeah I, you know I, beating Blackpool's imminently possible isn't it in the next round and then what you into the last 16 then you never you never shake your head at being in the last 16 of a competition do you no exactly no. so so yeah so that took us on to Saturday so yeah unfortunately you uh, couldn't make <laughs> snowed it snowed in yeah well not snowed in choose, choose to go and play in the snow rather yeah, than watch football exactly. but um yeah, it's always a it's always a decent journey down to Milton Keynes normally, so that was a bit of an bit of an annoying thing. But yes, it was one one, Ollie. Um with uh, what's his name? Paul Powell Powell? I use some foreign name that Milton Keynes Powellette, there you go, scored on fifty six minutes, um with Sean Rory responding on eighty six minutes, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that goal for a little bit yeah. in a minute. Um bigger attendance this week, eight thousand five three hundred and thirty five. Um I've got a good following from town considering with the snow problems we'd had, I think we yeah. took 400, 500, something 492. Like that. There you go, bang on. I think that's a cracking effort, to be honest with you. So, yeah, it was. Well done to the town fans that made it down on the bus or by car or from wherever you came. Or um, train, yeah, I got the train there. Yeah, exactly. I think that was probably the best idea on Saturday. Um, yeah, and then the team selection, we obviously rotated it back to what, what many are considering sort of the, the normal team, aren't they? So Henderson was back in goal. Bolton got his right back spot back, so he's obviously first choice at the moment. Um, Nasala, Beckles, and Sadler played at the back, and obviously this time Beckles played left back. So continuing what you said from. The Vale game, he obviously impressed yeah. the left back and, and moved back there with Sadler back at centre back, and I think we're probably a bit more comfortable with that. I am personally, um, and then Godfrey, uh, Nolan, and Agogo restored as the central midfield three with Agogo back from suspension. Um, the usual Wally and Rodman wingman, and then Payne back up front. So you know that's that's our strongest team really without Junior Brown, isn't it? Yeah, and I think um, um, in the pre-match to the MK Dons game, um, Paul Hurst did make reference to that Godfrey didn't play very well in the last game. So I think oh, interesting. I think Ben Morris can feel himself a little bit unlucky that um, Godfrey started, and I mm. think yeah, it was. I think I can see why he did it. Um, I'm assuming that he did it because you know he's earned that over the course of the season. Yeah, and he's not just going to drop him straight away. But um, yeah, he had he wasn't very good on Saturday, and he did, and Paul Hurst would say that. So yeah, that was interesting. And it, yeah, it is because Bryn, Bryn has done really well in his games he's played, hasn't he? You yeah. know, you can't think that he deserved to be dropped personally. No. Um, and but then you didn't want you wouldn't keep a go-go out of the team. So yeah, it was a very tricky decision for for us to make this week, and it's very harsh on old Bryn. Um, but his time will come again this season. Uh, I'm sure it will, and, and he should hopefully be able to maybe get himself a first team place if he battles hard. And maybe Godfrey goes back. You don't know. So there's still lots of chances for him this season. There definitely is. So mm. um, yeah, um, it's interesting. Always interesting going to the NK Stadium because yeah, it's um, it's a different stadium than the kind of the non that we normally go to. Yeah, you like it, don't you? It's a nice, very very nice stadium. Now let's not bother talking about franchise and all that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> no, done to do death that last by season. everyone else, and yeah, um, it is a very very nice stage you know you kind of walk in there's like you know good spacious toilets and you know a really nice kind of concourse like area mm-hmm. that you can kind of mill in and then the bar um that you can go into which is pretty nice and like you know in terms of you know it's set up for a ground it's pretty good um and then yeah the seats and the seats have got like a bit of cushion on them and tell you what i didn't sit i didn't sit down in the first half i stood up but in the second half i sat down and i wish i'd sat down in the first half because that <laughs> Luxury. comfy bit of seating no it makes you keeps you warmer oh there you go yeah so, on a yeah, day like so, that yeah, so it was good. And interesting, actually, I thought about this when I was there, um, is the seats sit, um, no, fold back up, so it's yeah. actually safe for standing. 
Yeah, okay. Oh, that's interesting. So that's quite interesting, I, yeah. I agree with you. It's a nice stadium. And, uh, you know, the few times I've been there, but I think we went there once in one of the summer months, whether it was the start or the end of the season, I can't quite remember, and basically sat in that one corner and the sun was on us for the whole game, so we got yeah. totally shriveled up and burnt. But it's, it's a great stadium and it's a really nice facility. It's way too big for Milton Keynes Dons at the moment, unfortunately. At the moment, but, yeah. You know, they might develop and become a bigger team and, and start getting. It's more a fans, Premier League but, stadium, basically. Yeah, but they've they've not you know they've been around for a while now, haven't they? Is it ten, yeah. 10 12 years? They've not they've not really increased those crowds so much, have they? I suppose. No, but you in know. League One, they're not going to. Are they? No, that's true. I suppose that's true. But yeah, nice stadium. So yeah, good venue for a nice game on Saturday. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So um, how did it go? So. <laughs> It was a how do I put this? I don't want to yeah summarize. It was a bit of another frustrating weekend for for a town fan. Yeah, um, kind of similar things that we've been saying in the last podcast. Um, so yeah, let's go through it, and I'll kind of come to kind of summary at the end of the half. So um, the first chance really came to Shrewsbury um, from a scramble in the box in the corner, mm-hmm. um, where Beckles nearly had a chance to score, um, and it was a bit messy, and yeah, just, um, managed to go out. Um, the best chance um, at this point came in with Rodders um, came from inverted run, so he cut in yeah. and made the keeper save and pain. Oh, I saw some highlights. Yeah, it was a terrible I, miss. It, terrible it's, miss. It's a terrible miss. I mean, look, the Robin shot was was good. Um, yeah, keeper didn't do very well with it. He spilled it, but um, it, it's a bit, I'm a bit fifty fifty on it, and I want to ask you a question in general about pain in a minute. But to me. He was. He should have settled, took a shot, and at least got it on target. Yeah. But he snatched it, and he really skied it, didn't he? Which made it look yeah. much worse. However, the angle was pretty tight. You know, I would imagine the keeper would have had a good chance of getting another hand on another shot because he was he'd come across well, but still a bad miss. And um, I think it kind of repeats the point of what we've been saying about pain and snatching at chances because you know he's, he, it has been happening recently, and, and I do wonder what's gone on with him because. Obviously, he had that goal-scoring record, didn't he? Of having being the most prolific in League One up until probably the end of September. You know, minutes per goal was absolutely fantastic. But he must have dropped right down the statistics now because he's playing ninety minutes and, and got one goal at Rotherham, and that's been about it, really, hasn't it, for a month or so? So he's he's, he's really struggling to just find the back of the net at the moment, isn't yeah. he? Even though his all-round play to me, from what I've seen, still been good. And that's what I was going to ask you: is how was his all-round play at Milton Keynes? Is he still worth it, even if he isn't getting the goals? Yeah, he's played really well. Um, it's frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, he. We'll come. We'll come on to kind of like back chances and stuff at the end of the game. Um, but in terms of his work ethic, yeah, he was good. And link up play has done. He did a few nice bits of skill. He completely did the fullback at one point. Um, so yeah, he still got all that elements to the game. Good. I good. think. Um, I think Carl Morris will be um, asking the manager. You know, what do I have to do to get a place? Um, in terms of goal scoring, but um, but yeah, so yeah, we'll come on to kind of that because yeah, I think it's a bit harsh to criticise Payne too much. So um, MK Dons had a free header, really poor defending from a corner, and MK Dons were really poor. Um, yeah, and they hit us on the counter attack and hit the post, and I couldn't remember from the, in real time it looked like Henderson made an immense save, but on the highlights, um, it looked like it hit the post. Um, so I'm not sure if that one came up on the highlights you saw. Yeah, it did. I thought he made a save as well, looking at the highlights. But again, the, the camera's quite far back. Okay, from well, if you think that, then yeah, in real time, it was an immense save, like proper immense Premier League kind of class save. So yeah, that was good. Really good reflexes, really yeah. good reflexes to get to it. And then um, Wally had a left-footed shot. So not much to talk about, really, in terms of chances. And and I guess that's just kind of like, just sums up how we're playing at the moment. And Against um, like Bradford, we weren't particularly great. But in this game, we were, you know, we had um, a go-go back, and we were passing the ball well. Um, and we just, we just, our final ball in the in the final third was just so poor. Mm. Bolton's distribution and crossing was particularly poor, um, and it was really frustrating. We get into the final third after sometimes some nice build-up play, knock the ball around, create some space, 
And then the final ball was, was absolutely appalling. And, mm. and it's funny that it took a long-range effort because we almost wish they'd taken more. So, yeah, in the um, in the second half, yeah, let's talk about their goal. So, yeah, go on. I was going to ask you a quick question before we do yeah. that, because right? you're saying about delivery being poor and he flagged up Bolton there. And obviously we'll come to Wally and he scored a good goal. And were, were the wingers really the ones you're pointing the finger at there about that final ball? Or was it a more all-round play, you know, with the final balls in from the midfielders? As yeah, bad as I'd well? say Bolts was poor. Obviously, Beckles doesn't push on as much. No. Um, and then yeah, his balls balls fall. Nolan did a few poor balls as well. Yeah. Um, and they just... It just it just just wasn't clicking up front. We just all the players seemed to be just you know below their their high standards that they were at the start of the season. Um, but yeah, nice. Bolt's particularly poor um, in terms of his crossing and passing, and you know just lumping it forward at times. And yeah, it wasn't very good, and it's very very frustrating um, in terms of how we were playing. And then against the one run of play, they they go away and score. So um, half, yeah. yeah, so second half um, they got they scored their goal after fifty six minutes. So basically, goal kick goes up. Um, Sadler loses it to their big number ten, who's kind of playing behind the striker. Yeah, you know, it's a big chap. Um, he loses it to him. Then Beckles and Toto don't communicate and then <laughs> run into each other. And an NK Don's player gets sandwiched. It looks embarrassing on the TV. Yeah, highlights. the number ten who won the header then passes it to um, their number eleven. I'm not sure of his name. And then they scored a nice tapping goal. Oh, sorry, number thirty. Sorry, the sub had come on had passed it then to the number eleven who scored and yeah just passed into the back of the net. It was it was poor. And I don't know whether you've seen like criticism of the defenders for that goal. What did you see? Who who got the blame from what you saw? Well, Toto and Beckles, yeah, should have talked, shouldn't they? Should have been a yeah. more communication around one, attack the ball, one stand off. And and that's what they normally do. It's the first time I've seen them make a mistake like that. You know, they've, they've, Toto had made some individual mistakes during the season. Beckles has made a couple of individual mistakes over the course of the season. But this particular mistake hasn't happened any other time this season no. that I've watched. So I'm not going to point fingers at it and say it's any kind of thing that we need to worry about. But it's more about communication, isn't it? And, and I think generally our, our defenders are good at communication. So I think you write that one off as just a bit unlucky and, and one of those things that happens every now and again. But I also think MK Don's played it well. As soon as they got it, oh, yeah, they the, the guy quick. looked up and Sadler was pairing back into the central defence area um, to try and cover. I don't know if you've seen the highlights. Um, it might have been, been Bolton thinking about it, but one of them was basically coming, coming into cover because the two centre-backs had been sort of left out of position. Um, and as soon as he ran in, that ball that you were talking about got played out to wide was to where you know the, the right-back would have been. So they played it really well, actually, I think, in terms of looking at where our players have got pulled around to. Um, and I don't think Henderson could have had a chance with a finish. So you have to give MK Don some credit there. It doesn't sound like they played particularly well, but they were pretty clinical when that chance came along. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It was it was poor from town, but yeah, they took their chances and they um, yeah, they scored they scored um, a perfectly mm. acceptable goal for them. Um, and then yeah, we made then we made a, f- a few chance uh, changes. So um, um, Dodds came on for Godfrey. Yeah. Um, so that pushed um, another man up front, and we were playing more of a four four one one then um, with um, Dodds behind Payne. Um, and then, um, and then, then we went even more attacking and brought on the shop for Sadler. And went through mm. at the back with Bolts, um, Beckles, um, and Toto at the back, and really were going for it. And we we were dominating. They weren't really trying at all, you know, to try and score. Um, and we were, yeah, we were just con- continuously attacking at this point. Um, <laughs> the balls again, still quite poor, lofted balls caught by the keeper, balls going out of play and stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know, everyone was sitting down. Town fans by this point had gone quite quiet. And then all of a sudden, so the ball goes into the box. Um, Dodds does this really nice kind of flick, um, which enables the shot to try and have a chance. Gets cleared, and he goes really far out to Wally, yep. 
who picks up the ball, runs up the kind of central midfielder and just absolutely blasts it into the back of the net. Stunner. Yeah, and it was one of those ones where it just kind of caught, you know, you're not expecting it. And he's just like, and he's like, whoa. He was like, you know, it was one of those kind of like, you know, real, real far distance, really fast, absolutely superb. Goku had absolutely no chance. And mm. I heard that Paul Hurst did just the keeper why he didn't save it with a bit of tongue in cheek. So, uh, <laughs> so that was quite funny. So yeah, you, you've seen the goal, Glenn. What did you make of it? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely great finish, you know, on the on the drive. I'd like to have been behind it as a town fan because I think it was the end of the town fans' room, wasn't it? And yeah. it must have looked like it's just a, a pure straight strike. It must have deviated in the air. It was just hit clean as, as a whistle and, and straight into sort of the top corner by the look of it and keeper was never going to save that was it but it got me thinking about Wally and, and, and the frustrations we have with him but also I was trying to think of and this is one for anyone who's listening who wants to sort of send into the Saddlecast account this week who name a player in the last 10 to 20 years who has scored as as many long range goals or as or, or is as crisp of a hitter as long range strikes as Wally because He's doing, he does it consistently over the course of a season, doesn't he? He'll get at least four or five good long-range strikes, which is pretty good for anyone, isn't it, in a season? I, I, I'm struggling to think of anyone who's been, who's been better over the years than, than him at that. So, yeah, there you go. If you've got any answers out there, guys, you want to send in, we'll be interested to read them and we might talk about them next week. But, yeah, he, he has got that in his locker, hasn't he? And for all he the frustrations has. of his crosses, you might as well just hit him into the top corner every week instead of trying to cross it. Just do that all the time. He Easy. does. He always ha- it does seem to always have one pathetic left foot shot in a game, <laughs> yeah. game, which kind of does kind of like yeah, does just kind of ruins his statistics in terms of striking. But mm. yeah, you know, it was, I can't fault him for the for the goal. It was, oops, some guys decided just to go down my street like really fast, and he's now just I can't believe he didn't crash. Actually, that was a bit strange. Oh, God, he, he was going down the street, and his back wheels were locked, spinning. No, 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 the back wheels were locked completely. He's travelled about 30 metres. Anyway, sorry. Got it. Where's <laughs> your car, Ollie? Go out and move your car. Cancel my, the podcast. My car's drive. It's, my, mine's on the drive. It's oh, fine. that's fine. There so, um, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, so he's, he, yeah, he, um, he scored an f- absolutely fantastic goal. And at this point, then the town fans went mad. And I, um, yeah, nearly lost my voice for a little bit. The town fans were singing, you know, the Wally song and mm. everything else. And we were just then, yeah, pushing forward. Did we have any chances after that then to win it? We, not clear, clear cut no, chances. Okay. Um, like, there was like four minutes extra time and there were time wasting and then we obviously there was like eight or nine minutes and um, we had a few kind of like attempts and stuff but nothing really came out and and i guess that kind of brings on to why I've, you've seen in the agenda glenn and um, why i've put um you know the shot statistics in there so we had six obsession yeah. but we only had five shots on target and only seven on in the whole game when yeah. um, when mk dons were really poor they hardly attacked in the second half and they still had seven and for me that comes back to i think why it's harsh to criticize pain too much because mm. The service is getting is is, a, is atrocious. You know all these crosses we put into the box. He never had one headed chance. So in terms of you know him trying to head and score, absolutely no chance getting on the end of anything. And we're just not we're not creating um, that many chances. And yeah, let's let's have a bit of a discussion maybe about why our form was dropped at the end because I think it's worth having that discussion. But just worth highlighting now that yeah. you know the number of poor shots we had, um, which is it was not good. No, definitely been a down. It feels like a, particularly in recent weeks a down ticking shots on target. But you know, one of the things I would say, and it's talking about form dropping, is it is. And I'm going to use a Mickey Mellonism fine margins in some respects because when we were winning all those games, we were winning them by one goal. Yeah. And at the moment, we're either losing one nil or drawing. And you know, there's only been a few games this season, the cup games aside, where we've actually either got steamrolled by someone or steamrolled them. You know, Bristol yeah. Rovers put a few past us, and um, you know, what was the biggest we've lost this season? Three one, I think maybe. I'm not sure. So these are very tight games that we're playing in, and we're showing that you know, in this league, you know, as much as we've been at the top, I think the, the difference between say. 
you know, us and a team in, in 15th, 16th, it probably isn't great, in all honesty, Ollie. And we've been overachieving in some respects. I think we all would probably say that. Mm, we've got a good team. I don't know. Yeah, we've got a good I, team. But yeah, I, I but, think but, it but, does show you that even when we're winning, we're not, we haven't been winning by much. And when we're now drawing and losing, we're not losing by much. It, it started to make me feel like the league is, is it's obviously competitive. Um, but I think that the levels between all these teams are probably not a massive gap, Ollie. Yeah, but then to kind of... Um, counter that argument, MK Dons are that team in that fifth and sixteenth position, and we were much better than them. Yeah, true enough, but uh, but it's but it's subjective, isn't it? It's better and drawing one one. It's, it's yeah, a tough thing, isn't it? We dominated with yeah. six percent possession, and I think it yeah. was just literally just yeah, just the final balls and stuff like that has just kind of gone off the pace. But yeah, let's have a discussion about like why we think we've gone off the post, uh, off the off the post, off the form um, a bit <laughs> later on. But yeah, let's wrap up this game and have that discussion because I think it's quite. I would just say though about this game as well. My, my one last thing I was going to say. I know you want to talk about the referee in a minute, but you know, to me, one one felt like an all right result actually. I, I wasn't overly bothered about it when you looked at. A, Again, around the leagues this week, I know Blackburn won and Wigan went away ahead for us. But you know, there were a few teams in the playoffs that lost again, and and you know did did themselves no no good. I think Scunthorpe and Charlton lost. So looking at the the situation, the game we're in, we were losing one nil again. You know, about to lose a fourth game of five, and actually getting a point and trying to sort of stop that rot. To me, it didn't feel like the worst result at the end of the day, Ollie, and, and probably made me felt a bit differently on the day because it seemed like having watched that game that we should have got more out of it. But from an aside, you know, having having listened to bits of it on the radio and, and followed it on online. To me personally, it didn't feel like a, a total bad result. No, it's interesting you say that because at the time, obviously, watching the game, you're engrossed in the game, aren't you? And the game, you know, it's hard to think about the bigger picture sometimes when you're, yeah, you know, yeah. when you're at the game or you're just out there and you're live. But it's interesting for me because normally I normally get in my car and talk to no one. But I was with Glyn. And, uh, Glyn, I was with Ian you and Callum. <laughs> no, I was with Ian and Callum. So it was quite nice to have a, our train was a little bit. So we went to Costa, had a uh, hot chocolate to warm up. Oh, rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, it was interesting. It was nice having a chat with those guys like you do with your brother and your family yeah. after the game. I was chatting to those guys. And yeah, it was interesting to get their opinion. And actually Callum was saying about, you know, this was a good to turn um, our poor form round and it's really weird we lost two games but even almost like I hadn't even seen that I'd seen it yeah we lost a couple of games but we were a bit unlucky in those games and yeah I didn't really see it as dropping the rock because I didn't feel like we were in a rot. It's really weird. No. I don't know. It's like because I think we have been playing all right, but um, yeah. yeah. Anyhow, um, other than Barry, you know, you, you said a minute ago you didn't think the performance against Bradford was that good, but actually it wasn't that bad when you no, think back about exactly. it. And, and obviously, yeah, the what was it, Peterborough? We lost as well, didn't we? So it was a close game. Um, so yeah, it, rot's a bit of a harsh thing to say when we're still. Oh yeah, but that, that's the, that's what um, that's I can't remember. Whether it was actually Paul Hurst who said that, but it was definitely mentioned on the radio, and I saw it online a few times. So that yeah, people were. People were saying that, but anyhow, mm. yeah. So that was that. But, but frustrating again was it was a very much a home bias ref. <laughs> now I don't think he was like he was anti shrews or anything like that. But it was just felt like it was just everything was for them all the time, um, and that was a bit frustrating. And that kind of like um, that kind of helped stopped us in our flow yeah. a few times, which I thought was a bit unfair. Oh. Um, so top three. This is interesting. So um, Lewis Cox put Sadler and Worley for his man of the match, but I went for Toto. Toto okay. is my man of the match because. He was involved in the mix-up, but all three um, like central defenders, you know, our main defenders, were, were involved in the mix-up for the goal. Um, yep. And I think actually Toto had the right to go for that ball because he was coming from deeper and he wouldn't mm-hmm. have had the ball away. But he made so many brilliant tackles, you know, glass caps tackles, you know, really kind of stopping them attacking. And he was, I thought he was had an excellent game, Totes. 
Um, Sadler had a very yeah composed game as you'd expect from Sadler. Um, yeah. And Solid. then in terms of um, I didn't I couldn't I couldn't put anyone else I couldn't go for Beckles couldn't go for Agogo had a decent game and Nola had a decent game but they weren't really that effective going forward. Mm. Um, so and I went for Warley because yeah I couldn't not have him in my top three because of that goal. Um, so yeah, they were my top three: yeah. Tote, Sadler, and Wally. It's going to be goal of the season contender, isn't it? Definitely, yeah, I think definitely. That goal. Um, so there we go. And then yeah, what did Paul Hurst have to say about this one then after uh, the MK Dons game? Yeah, so he said it was yeah fantastic strike, and he said it felt like it was going to go into the back of the net when he hit after he hit it, even even from down on the pitch level. Yeah, um, he said um, no more than we deserved. In truth, he says in truth all the time. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, in decent, rec- <laughs> if you notice, he says that. I think that when when he eventually goes, it all goes wrong, and we want him to call him out. That's one of the things that we'll be saying. In truth, in truth, I think you've got to go, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, that will never happen. But uh, yeah, fingers crossed. In recent games, um, we found it difficult after going to come back after going down one 0 which is true. Um, yep. And he says it's important to pick up a, pi- a point. Um, and <laughs> you did write pint, Ollie, yeah, on the agenda, I know, I so I couldn't allow you that well. slip. <laughs> yeah, and I says, um, and he did feel that it was an opportunity there to take three points. They look like a team of low confidence. We had a lot yep. of the game, most of the control. And poor goal to concede. And we tried to go for the winner, not as fluid as I'd like to see. And some of our players um, were not on top of their game um, like no. we were at the start of the season. Um, so, yeah, so that kind of brings on to this kind of question then. So, I'll ask you first, Glenn, I'll let you go first. So, why do you think our form has dropped? Well, I did kind of just mention what I thought a minute ago, didn't I, in terms of I think that for me, there's, a, there's an argument to be said about how we overachieved at the start of the season beyond what yeah. we all would have expected. That That's got us in a really nice position. and the reality is that, you know, and I know MK Dons are not one of those teams, so, you know, park that one a little bit, but, you know, and nor Berry in some respects, so maybe I'm going to question myself here, but I think that in terms of League One, you know, any every game is competitive, you yep, know, and, and, and that is a fair thing to say, isn't it? You know, even when we played Wigan, you know, we were able to give them a bloody nose and same with Blackburn, so they're not even that much better than, you know, us, and, and even they're losing to teams in, in the bottom half of the table, aren't they? You know, you know, the Blackburn went through a really terrible patch and they've recovered and Wigan have dropped a few points. Bradford are in a really bad run at the moment. I know they, they got away with a 4-3 win at the weekend against Rochdale, but, you know, that's not the sort of thing you'd have expected either, is it? So, I do think that, in general, this league is very, very competitive and that, that gives, you, gives you two things in one respect. One, it means that it's going to be a battle every game, but two... We've got a really good chance of doing something this season because, as I say, the gaps between all these teams are not big. And, and when fine margin moments come and little bits and pieces happen here and there, which we got a bit of luck at the start of the season, but we also got goals at the right time and Hurst played things really well tactically, I've no doubt that will come around again and we'll go through a really good run and we'll nick a few games and we'll, we'll go we'll go back. So, to me, that's one part of it about how form's dropped. I think it's it's to be taken across the context of the one season. But I do think we miss we miss Brown a bit, to be honest with you. We miss his dynamism at left back and it has left us a bit of a question about these defenders and shuffling them around to different positions and yeah. occasionally it's causing us to have errors. Um, I think on but, Brown it's interesting because I think he adds that extra dimension. So, where at the moment we're very reliant now just solely on the wingers. Yeah. Um, Bolt's... Bolt's um, in the FA Cup was really good going forward, wasn't he? You know, we were very yeah, complimentary yeah, yeah. of him. He did some good crosses, and he had some good passes. He was really linking up play and doing some one-twos of Wally. He was really good, but he was not effective at all um, this week. Where Brown is consistently um, effective, but also he's got quite a bit of pace. You know, He's not lightning fast, but he's not slow either, is he? So no. he adds that extra dimension, and I think... I think we're easy to defend against without um, without um, Brown being in the team. Do you know that makes sense? I, that does make sense. I think that's a really good point, Ollie, as well. Um, and I think for me as well, another thing it, it, that I wanted to talk about quickly about this is that people say, oh, well, we've got such a small squad. But 
you know, I, I can't say in any of the games I've been watching in recent weeks that we look tired or jaded, really. No, you know, we don't. We, we've looked languid and, and not up for the fight at Berry, to be honest with you, but that wasn't tiredness. No. And, and also Hurst changed it around, didn't he, and, and played a few players in that game, so you couldn't even really blame that. So, uh, to me, the squad small size argument doesn't really wash well, me I at the think, moment. Well, I think, I think the difference between the squad small side thing is I think maybe it's just competi- and it's competition for places. So you've got <laughs> maybe, to play yeah. Wally and Rodman, and if you don't play one of them, you've got to play Payne on the wing. Or maybe Gnuma had deserved a chance. So I think we are short of numbers in Bodies, those positions. Yeah. Um, but I don't think the... I think you were more talking about the size of squad and fitness and, and, and our health and our conditioning. Yeah. That's not a problem at the moment. But clearly options off the bench and also options to drop Wally or Rodman. Uh, and and you've got to remember the other thing about this season is we've been at this high level since the start of pre-season. Do you know what I mean? We've yeah. been playing at that high level from August, early August, yeah, July, August, August September. September, October into mid-November, and then yeah. the level's dropped off in November. And, and there's no team, other than Man City, <laughs> who basically go more than three or four months playing at that high exactly. level and, and winning points every week. So, you know, it wasn't... I personally felt it was an expected drop. And, you know, if we can put an end to it now, maybe get a home win and a draw in the next few games, four points out of six, puts that little run to bed, you know, we're still going to be second at worst in the league. So, yeah. you know, maybe maybe third. But that's perfectly fine for coming towards Christmas time for me. So... It, it is hard to be overly harsh on this run, but it, it's been interesting. And I, I also think, you know, we talked about it last week, that we missed a go-go during the two yep. last home game, and obviously he's come back this week, and, and we've what got do you think, a point. What do you think we miss with a go-go? So, yeah, it's, I think it's an interesting point. What, what's from you, from your side, what do you think we miss when a go-go's not playing? So, I like Bryn Morris when he played the last yep. week, and we've been very complimentary of him, but I think a go-go brings that leadership, which is why we made him captain. And I think the in, inside the changing room, during the games, during the match day atmosphere, I think he probably brings a lot. I also think his dynamism is a, probably more than Bryn Morris. I think he's much more of a comfortable get the ball, play that pass, whereas Abs just doesn't stop running, does he? And so yeah. that that harassing nature that I think Godfrey's dropped off a little bit from that. I think because Godfrey dropped his level when Abs was out of the team, that was probably a little bit of a problem for us as well. If Godfrey had stepped up, maybe it'd have been fine. But um, he's obviously going through a little funk himself. So getting those three back was good anyway. But yeah, what about you? What do you think of a go go being out? Yes, I would say um, go go. There's a couple of things. So clearly, his leadership and his kind of like drive. Um, I think um, he he gets involved, and there was a time there was one attack that they did where um, he um, ended up running down the flank after the right fullback and um, blocked the cross. So mm-hmm. he does a few things like that again, doesn't he? Which just kind of stops attack yeah, or that's stuff true, like yeah. that. But then also, as you've hinted there, um, in terms of his, his passing, him and Nolan are so good at forming, like you know, doing one twos with themselves and forming triangles, triangles. and yeah, yeah, really starting to stretch the play and being quite dynamic in the middle. So yeah, obviously. Godfrey, yeah, it's interesting because I never thought about Godfrey about his football ability, but a go-go in terms of his yeah short com- control and passing with Nolan, they've really got a good partnership there. So it's good to have them back. Um, and then yeah, just going back to what I was saying about chances. So we didn't have many chances in the MK Dons game, and no. when we did the XG um, um, discussion, um, we, oh, it was yeah. clear that we were you know very efficient going forward. As you said, you know we didn't have many chances, but we took them. Yeah. And this time we're just we're just we're having the possession, but we're just not creating the chances. And then clearly, you know, Payne was on fire. Um, you know, they got that chance after the penalty that um, mm-hmm. Payne missed against Berry, um, and then the chance um, he had after Rodder's shot against MK Dons. And yeah, you know, if he'd just taken a touch and then um, you know, put the ball down and controlled it, I think he would have scored against MK Dons. So mm-hmm. really small little things. Um, all the, you know, as you said, we can't expect all the players to be at the highest level, and they all all were at the top of their game. 
Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think I think there's quite a few it's things. There's quite a lot of factors, and I'm sure that yeah. fans that have been listening to this might have their own thoughts as to why we've just gone through this little funk, and it might not be at the end yet, Ollie. You know, if we lose no. to Blackburn at Blackpool at home next week, that funk continues, and people might be starting to ask a few more questions. But it's it's harsh to be too hard. To, to me, about the pain thing, and, and you know, I don't want I don't not talk about dropping him and Colin and Morris is on the Morris is on the wings waiting to come in, and the shops an option as well. But I think. You know, we'll talk about this next week a bit more, but I think one of the options that we're missing up front now is a young, rapid striker. And I think that's what Niall Ennis was supposed to do. Um, and obviously we don't have him as the option to go up front. And just to have someone to sit on that shoulder and pace away from someone. Because Payne's quick, I'm not saying he's not, but you know, just, I don't know, it feels like a little bit, there's like a, there's a slight hole there as well that might need filling. But we'll have to see what happens in January, won't we? So um, yeah, there we go. So a point, as we just said before, got us back sort of stuck in second place. A few teams caught us up, didn't they? But um, there was also a few teams that lost in the playoffs again. So we ended up, I think we're still 11 points clear of the edge of the playoffs, which is perfectly fine at this stage of the season, yeah. isn't it, Ollie? So we shouldn't really worry too much. But um, yeah, there we go. In, in terms of predictions, Ollie, we'll go straight into that this week, I yeah. guess. Um, we didn't get it right, did we? No. Nope. <laughs> we both went for us to get back to winning ways, um, which we were, we were unfortunate not to by the sounds of it. But yeah, no points for either of us this week. So I think you're still ahead by two. But um I suppose it's time to turn to the next game, which is Blackpool at home, um, who have been on a bit of a resurgence, I think, having done my brief bit of research. I'm not sure. I can't remember what they did at the weekend now. But, um, yeah, it should be another tricky game. Yeah, uh, or at home, so that'll be nice. Yep. Um, and hopefully, yeah, we can get back to um, back to winning ways um, at home. Blackpool are, yeah, 13th in the league, very much um, um, mid-table. Um, yep. Recent results for them, um, they lost to, um, lost to Rotherham at home. Um, drew in Mansfield, but then went on penalties in the trophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they um, got beaten four-two by Blackburn. Um, they drew nil-nil with Fleetwood, so they're not on a great run. <laughs> There's uh, me saying they've had a resurgence. <laughs> what the hell do I know? I thought they were going to get in better, but never mind. I thought they, I thought they started really bad and had come up, but maybe they did just pull that little run. Yeah. But um, yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, they've got Carl Vassell still, haven't they? So he's going to be someone coming back to the to the club as well, guaranteed to score Ollie as usual with our ex-strikers. But um, yeah, what are you going to go for then? Are we going confident again, going for another win? Yeah, I'm going to go for a 2-0 win. Mm, I think that's a good shout. I think, having just been my big long rant about how close these teams are, and I'll go for another fine margins 1-0 win. <laughs> okay, cool. So, I think so you right. for 1-0. So okay. yeah, and hopefully, if there's no snow and no other things that cause me any problems this week, uh, I shall be back at, back at a Shrewsbury Town game for the first time in two weeks, which is a bit annoying really, but... Um, yeah, it'd be good to get back to the meadow and, and hopefully get us back to winning ways. And uh, we're going to come back next week, aren't we, Ollie, with a sort of last one before Christmas, I think it will end up being. Um, and then we'll probably do another one after the, maybe after the Christmas break. Yeah, we need sure to have a figure out, don't we, what we're going to do with our Christmas. Yeah, but kind of we'll definitely have one next week and we'll do a, a sort of January transfer window roundup and we'll, we'll we'll ask for some voices from the fans as well this week and, and maybe get a guest in next week. I think that's probably doable. Um, so we can have a bit bit more of a roundabout chat about guests, about, with a guest about um, transfer winners and we can ask a few other people what, what we think is going to happen. Um, so we'll have a bit more to cover next week uh, other than just one game which will be good um, and yeah then we shall uh, hopefully be back over Christmas time with, a, with an episode and also a Christmas special as well which is still being recorded so um, plenty of content to come over the break isn't there Ollie? Yeah definitely so I'd say um, for the fans yeah please um, do tweet us send us messages you know what do what do you want Paul Hurst to do um, in the January transfer window so I've been making notes Glenn for all these interviews because um, he's been making he's been asked lots of questions so I've been making mm. notes through all the different interviews he's been doing for recent weeks so I've got quite a few little things I can share in terms of when we do that so yeah please um, shoot your fans let's send us in what do you want so what do you want Paul Hurst to do so you have to give him a shopping list what would be on that shopping list <laughs> 
not milk and eggs. No. <laughs> Actual footballers. Oh, exactly. there we go. Good stuff. Well, yes. And I'm glad everybody got back safe and is back in snowy Shrewsbury this week from the yeah. game. And uh, hopefully everyone, everyone was safe. And yeah, well done to everyone that went this weekend. And cheers for the cheers for letting us know what happened, Ollie. It was a good good to have a chat about it. And uh, we shall be back next week with hopefully three points to talk about because it's been a few weeks since we had that. So yep. um, yeah, hopefully we're back with that. Cheers, guys. <laughs>